The following is another dynamic message by Ryan Jacobs, prophet, teacher, and leader of the Empowered Church. So Ephesians chapter number one, and I, one of these things we have touched on one level or the other, but, but I just wanted to, to draw our particular attention to something. Yeah, and, and then we're going to do a lot of, mention a lot of things. But, but in Ephesians chapter number one, in verse number 15, it says this, Wherefore I also, after I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and love unto all the saints, Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. That the God, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory. Now, he says, since I heard of your, of your faith in the Lord Jesus. So since I, I, I heard that you came to become Christians, you were born again. And for your love for the rest of the body of Christ, he says, he goes immediately, he says, I do not stop. To give thanks for you, making mention uh, of you in my praise. Why? Why? That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, this is what he's praying, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So for Jesus, for Paul, the greatest thing for them, the most urgent prayer, that he, he, he did not stop to give thanks and he did not stop to pray for the, the church at Ephesus, that God may grant unto them the spirit of wisdom and the revelation in the knowledge of him. And so why? Because the, the scripture says in the book of Proverbs that wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore get wisdom. And with all that getting, get understanding. And you'll find that Paul prayed the same uh, um, prayer for the Colossians church, that the spirit of wisdom. He said to the first of the church of Corinth, he says that Christ has come un have become unto us wisdom. Right. And so uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter number 1, then 1 Corinthians chapter number 2, he talks about, this, about the spirit of wisdom. It's wisdom which we speak, not in words which man, man teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual with spiritual. And so we, we talked about wisdom. We talked about wisdom. Uh, I think we talked about wisdom in the, in the, uh, um, the, the session, the, the, course, the class we had um, two weeks ago. And so wisdom, how important of, of, of wisdom. But here a man that dwells, in, and we spoke about this particular chapter before, uh, or this verse before here, that Paul was, was saying that it's in the revelation, it's, it's in the knowledge of him. Right? And so that the, the eyes of your understanding, he says, that your spiritual eyes may be enlightened, flooded with light. That you may know the hope of the calling, that you may know the inheritance that is given, and you may know the power that is, that is inside of the saints. And so, so that you can, so that is this Christian experience. So that you can know the future, what you are called unto, the, 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 the glorious calling, that you may know the inheritance that's being given unto you to, 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 to release and manifest on the earth, and they can know the, the miracle working power, experience it to, to demonstrate the gospel. And so, why? Because God had raised him from the dead and seated him uh, at, 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 at the right hand, and he's the head for all, and everything is under the feet of the body of Christ, under the feet of Jesus. And so, this is the letter, the epistle of, of, of Ephesians is this heavenly thing that tells us how heaven must manifest on earth. 
and explains the, the movement between the visible and invisible heaven and, and the powers of darkness and, and the church of Jesus Christ and what the ultimate uh, 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 um, uh, synchronization and ultimate destiny of the church is, which is perfection into Christ. Right? And so, but, but what I want to talk about is wisdom. And so the, or the spirit of wisdom is particularly. And so here we see that the spirit of wisdom, which is the first thing the Bible says, we, we, you, must, you must go get wisdom. Right? In the book of Proverbs, you must get it. You must, you, you, you must, you must receive it. You must lay a hold of it. Uh, you must lampano it. In other words, in, 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 you, you, you must receive it. You must take a hold of it. And so... Um, but then in the book of Proverbs, in chapter number 8, it tells us that how we must seek early. So we must take, we must, it takes some effort to get wisdom. And we must go listen for wisdom. Cry out for, for wisdom is crying about. We must be there when wisdom comes. If they seek me early, family, you must cut a lambano, take it by force. And so there's not a lot in the body of Christ and in the earth, there's not a lot of people that pursue wisdom. So we do not know how. So we understand that how God gave, gave a, 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 a Pharaoh or, or, or Joseph favor and wisdom in the presence, or wisdom and favor rather, in the presence of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And we, 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 we looked at that in the marketplace, in the workplace, and how it works that David behaved himself wisely in all his ways. There's no, there's no preeminence without wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. And so, uh, there is a via Paul, the apostle, is, is, is then in the New Testament revealing something unto us. And so we know that as we pursue wisdom, right, and we search, and so, so Solomon says, I wrote these things that you may know wisdom. So I was even reading the book of Proverbs, wisdom, the word of God is wisdom by itself. And that is what it was saying in the book of Proverbs. And so, and you understand with Solomon's life himself, that he prayed for wisdom. He prayed for insight. It was granted to him in a dream, in a vision of the night. Right? So there is a dimension of receiving and searching of the scriptures, number one. Number two, asking for it and getting receiving, receiving it in, 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 in a dream, the vision of the night. I think Solomon is in Proverbs chapter number 13. Let me, let me read it. Um, it says... but companion of fools shall be destroyed. So other words, yeah, he says that they that walk, so another way of, of receiving wisdom is walking with people that possess wisdom. Amen. Right? And, uh, and it rubs us a wisdom. With, where are we now? We, 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 are in, we are in the Empowered Daily in, in Saturday, the June the 8th. Right? Wisdom is transferable. Right? So wisdom... That principal thing by which all the life is founded is by wisdom as a houseboat that God built the whole universe by wisdom. 
God knew how to form man from the dust of, of the earth and how to form him, how to breathe the breath of life in him because of wisdom. And so, so wisdom is that, is, that, is that instruction manual, how to cooperate, operate, how to, how to manifest power. Right? So every working of miracles, is every ministration is wisdom. So when, I, when somebody stands in front of me and I need to pray for that person, what I do to transfer the power is called, I do it only by the spirit of wisdom. I can only do how to minister by wisdom. Right, so at wisdom, no miracle can be worked. So the working of miracles and wisdom, they, go, they always go together. Right. And so, but, so that wisdom, but that wisdom is transferable from one person to another. And it says that, that, that the way uh, you can get it is by walking with people that possess it. And it will rub off on you, and you will have it too. Okay. And then Paul in, the, in Ephesians begins to pray, and he said, basically, what he says, he can, wisdom can be, the spirit of wisdom can be granted you if somebody that has it prays for you. So in Ephesians, Paul prayed for them day and night so it may be granted unto them. We, we said before that how somebody that walks in a realm can pray for you and that you'll be granted, like Elisha, pray for the servant's eyes to be opened and they saw. So Paul, having a spirit of wisdom and knowledge and the revelation of Jesus Christ, could, could, could pray for them that their eyes may be open, And he prayed day and night for them without them even knowing. Right? So somebody can be praying for you, and your spirit of wisdom may fill you, and things may happen to you, but you do not know that they are praying for you. Hey, he only informed them afterwards, yeah, I'm praying for you without stopping. Since you came to, came to Christ, that you will be filled with this thing. I, I am making you aware now. So it is possible with that way. Monique can read the power that it's Saturday the 8th. Wisdom is transferable. King Solomon told us, He who walks with wise men shall be wise. Here is hidden, it's a wonderful truth. Wisdom is transferable. We can thus safely deduct that there is surely importation in association. It is also therefore wise to keep wise company. Watch your associates this Saturday. Who do you spend time with over the weekends? Who and what is eating up your free time? Is it worthy of you? There is importation in association. Let us take this importation truth a step further by looking at another way wisdom is transferred. Do you know that Joshua was full of the spirit of wisdom because Moses had laid his hands on him? People underestimate, underestimate the laying on of hands. Carnal men no longer discern its value. The truth is, Joshua not only served and succeeded Moses, he was empowered to lead by being filled with supernatural wisdom through spiritual importation. Some people on earth can impart such a grace by the laying on of their hands, if only you can find and associate with those ones. Wisdom is transferable. Let that sink into your heart. Deuteronomy 34 verse 9. And Joshua the son of Nun was filled with the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands upon him, and the children of Israel hearkened unto him, and did as the Lord commanded Moses. Yes.
You see, that there, there is a, a transfer of the spirit of wisdom by the laying on of hands. That Moses could take a lifetime of walking. So Moses dwelled with God. He says, when the Lord knew face to face. Moses was there with the angel of the Lord upon the mountain, starting with the burning bush. And so Moses could have, did not take Joshua. Joshua followed Moses and he learned a lot of things. And he observed a lot of things. And I'm sure if he imitated the faith and the practice of Moses, which I'm sure he did to some degree or the other, that there was wisdom in it. Like he never departed from the tabernacle, we understand. Right. And so, but there is a point where God had to, when Moses was up to transition, and the way that Moses got all the spirit of wisdom that is in him, so wisdom in him is to lay hands on Joshua and gave and imparted that which he carried, the spirit of wisdom himself, into Moses. And we have to understand the value of these things. Because sometimes, like I mentioned here, carnal men have now, nowadays, they, because they carry nothing. They are passes on the earth, they are empty. They are devoid of spiritual substance. And so if you are devoid of spiritual substance, you, of course you will not lay hands anymore because you have nothing to give. It's empty hands upon empty heads. It's like brick wall to brick wall, brick to brick, stone to stone, concrete to concrete. It's all cold. But this, the Bible says with the laying of hands, it's one of the elementary doctrines of Hebrews chapter number six, verse number one of the church, Christian church. It was so fundamental. It is fundamental. In other words, it is the basic thing. It is what is built upon. You cannot move to nothing. You, it's one of, the, one of the foundations of Christianity is the laying on of hands. And so the, the ability to intake what is... Even Simon, the sorcerer, in, 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 uh, in that, uh, Acts chapter 8, knew that by the laying on of hands of the Holy Spirit given. Right. So when Stephen houses, the Bible testifies of Stephen in, in Acts chapter 6 of his number 8. He says that Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. But just before he testified, the apostles laid hands upon him and six other people. And so you hear of Stephen what you hear of, your, of, the, of the apostles, by the hand of the apostles, with great signs of wonders, and by Stephen also. Why? Because the hands that worked the miracles found themselves on Stephen's head at one point in time. And Stephen got it. You see? And so laying on hands and the ministration of it is, is, is more than, than, than just a, a ritual. It is spiritual importation. Therefore, Paul told Firmity in First Timothy chapter five, number twenty, he said, "Lay hands on no man's son; it did not be protected from every man's sins." Why? Because when they lay their hands, spiritual substance is communicated. All right, and that spiritual substance can make you preeminent, like it did Joshua. It can give the edge, like it did Joshua. There is spiritual substance that moves. Wisdom is transferable. 
And so one it's important and I and my heart is, is 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 just I'm doing pastoral work, right? Just making sure that we're doing the right thing. Can we turn to the the, the, the book of Mark, uh, Gospel of Mark, chapter number five? And I'll read verse number Twenty-one, Monique, can you read it for us? Um, Mark chapter number five, verse number twenty-one, and we're gonna read it. Yeah, we're gonna read it until number thirty. Right, from Mark chapter number five, verse number twenty-one to verse number thirty, three zero. And when Jesus was passed over again by ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet, and he besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. And Jesus went yeah, with well, him. So, so it says, come and lay your hands on her, that she may be well. Why? Because he understood, he saw, he heard that when Jesus' hands touch the sick person, sick people get healed. But we understand why. Because with Jesus, there is a substance in him. And go, go on. And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind, and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. So why? So straight away. Why? Go on. She felt it. Why? And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? Yes. You see, so what was she trying to get to? Virtue. What was Jairus trying to get to? Virtue. Jairus knew that Jesus' hands was an exit point. A point of contact with the virtue that dwells inside of it. This woman with the issue of blood, brother, understood that not only is Jesus' hands a, a touch point or an outlet for the virtue, but his very clothes is an outlet for the virtue. And she understood it is not only the fact that Jesus laid hands on her, his, his other words, his skin, his, the skin of his hands never has to touch her because that's, the clothes already touch the skin. And so she knew that around Jesus, there was virtue. She said, if I only touched him, I will be made whole. Why? It was the virtue. And when she touched, Jesus within himself knew that virtue has gone out of him. You see, the point with virtue, it's like, it's, it's a virtue. When virtue was in a vessel, when virtue, it moves like a current, 
So it has, uh, it can bump. So, so if I lay hands on somebody and the person don't receive, which happens uh, almost in every, every prayer line, not everybody receives, no. Right. Why? Because uh, not everybody comes around. So you lay hands on people, boom, and the virtue comes back, boom. You could feel it come back. The person may even fall, but the virtue, it, it's tangible, right? So you will, boom, and virtue has come back. You say, that one didn't get. That one didn't get. That one did. Why? Why? Because the virtue, Jesus knew within himself that virtue has left him now. Just who touched my clothes? Why? Because virtue is tangible. There's a feeling. There's a knowing in the virtue. You will know within yourself. And so it is not. So, so why? Because it's not magic. It's spiritual substance. Virtue, I am conscious, a vessel like Jesus was, conscious of being filled with virtue. You can feel the virtue. And when the virtue leaves, you can feel the virtue leave. If the virtue leaves and bounces back and returns to you, you can feel the virtue came back to you. Right? So Jesus knew within himself. Monique, if you can read first Mark chapter number six and verse um, number uh, Ganesaret, verse number chapter uh, verse number fifty-three, Mark chapter until you're gonna read till number fifty-six of Mark chapter six. And when they had passed over, they came into the land of Ganesaret and drew to the shore. And when they were come out of the ship, straightway they knew him and ran through the whole region round about and began to carry about in beds those that were sick were, where they heard he was. And whithersoever he entered into villages or cities or country, they laid the sick in the streets and besought him that they might touch if it were but the border of his garment. And as many as touched him were made whole. You see, they knew him why of the story. They knew this was the man whose clothes carried virtue. The ability to make them whole. You see, so Jesus said to the woman, thy faith has made thy whole. Why? Because her faith touched the, 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 the border, the hem of his garment, and virtue went out of him, and she was made whole. And here, once again, they knew. So when he got into the region, he got out of the boat. Straight away, they recognized him. Maybe by, by, the, by the garment that you wore. Because they were just wondering, this is the garment. The coat of many colors, the favored garment, a special suit. And they knew that this one, probably, I'm sure it wasn't written on it, virtue, virtue. Yeah. So, 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 so now it was, um, and they knew that was a conductor for the very power of God to make him whole. And, they, and everywhere they came, because they, they knew him. And they had the knowledge, the, the ability to discern. And they could, could discern, this is Jesus. And they besought him, let us just touch you. We don't want you to touch us, no. And another thing, you see, that's why the, these things were, miracles by Jesus was done. And another place of the Gospels, when he laid hands upon them many times, they, when the men of the city knew, they brought people and they besought that he may lay hands upon the people. But because of this woman of the issue of blood, the story spread. 
And so now people, when he went to this region, they knew, ah, this was the man. And when we saw, can we just touch you? And as many as touched him with that knowledge was made whole. There is a virtue that flows. There is the movement of the Spirit of God from one, from, from one, from a vessel into a person. It can transfer the wisdom of God, the spirit of God, the spiritual substance that an individual carries can be moved from one to another. And so you know what virtue has left you into another. Right? And so as a people of God, we are, are, are stewards of the substance of the Holy Ghost, of the presence of Jesus, of, of spiritual life-giving substance. The reason I think many times we, we do not have a way to, 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 uh, um, to uh, with other religions, and that is the difference between my type of Christianity and another's. You see, I got born again by, by, by the word of God, but by spiritual experience. I have never rested since I was a boy till today to experience God tangibly, real. I want, I want an audible Jesus. I want a visible Jesus. I want a tangible Jesus. I want a miracle working Jesus. My Jesus must be felt and seen. My faith must lay a hold of the substance of the things of God. And so, and so we want to know, we want to know, we want to know what we handle. I like what, what, what John says. He says, the word of life which our hands have handled, our eyes have seen, our ears have heard him, and our hands have handled him. You see, there's the power of God can be handled. It is transferable. It is tangible. It is substance. And so, if you are used to religion, you don't know whether God has touched you or not. You don't even know whether the Lord is here or not. You don't know if, if, if your prayers are answered or not. My experience and my revelation, my senescence in the mystery of Christ is different though. I believe and I have experience when your prayers must be answered and the God must talk back to you to say yay or nay. You say pray some more, I've answered. This is the way you walk in it. Or you're going the wrong way, boy. Your Jesus must be alive inside of you. The Holy Ghost is not blind, he's not deaf, and, and definitely is nobody took away his tongue. The voice of the word that still walks, the very sound of his voice, still uh, walked in the garden, still dwells and walks inside of a Christian. And so God, we, our faith has been given we are, so that we can come, as so we said, since I have now known of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and you laugh over saints, I pray that your eyes, spirit, the God may grant the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of me, that the eyes of you may be enlightened, that you may now see, come to an intimate knowledge. I have not seen or ear heard or entered the heart of God prepared, but God has revealed them to us by his spirit. We have seen the spirit of, us, of the world, but the spirit which is of God. We may know, the, know, intimately be acquainted, handle the things freely given to us by God. 
Christianity is to be experienced tangibly. I like the old saying of the Pentecostals. So with true, be true believing comes feeling. If you truly believe, you will feel. If you truly believe, you will experience. If you truly have it, you will speak. How do we know the Bible says that John said in, in his epistle that the, but God dwelleth in us by his spirit? And you knew the effects of the spirit. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, suddenly there was a sound of a mighty rushing wind, and they were all filled, and they appeared unto them, a cloven tongue of fire, they were sat upon the head, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And the other men came and said, these men are drunk, and when Peter goes, these men are not drunk, as you suppose. They were under influence, therefore, whenever it talks about being filled, Ephesians 5, it says, be, be being filled, being under the influence, stimulated by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost, must you always know who has the Spirit, will be under influence of the Holy Spirit. There always is a fruit of the Holy Ghost. There's evidence of the Holy Spirit. There's a movement of the Holy Spirit. You knew how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power for he went about doing good to all the healing all over the oppressed by the devil. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me. To there is something, there's always a spiritual evidence. There's never a wonder, my brothers or sisters. There's never, oh, maybe God is you. Maybe God's in my life. Oh, no, no, no. If God is in your life, you will, be, you will know God is in your life. If God is in the life of another human being, you will know God is in the life of another human being. I like what Wigglesworth used to say. He says, uh, he, he says, if the Holy Spirit is present, uh, uh, um, he says, if you don't hear him, if you don't see his effects, you don't, you, he, he doubts whether the Holy Spirit is present. Not that the Holy Spirit wasn't present, but he, he used to doubt it. Why? Because his Holy Spirit was a miracle-working Holy Spirit, was the evidence-providing Holy Spirit. And we have to settle within our hearts that there is uh, the, that the Spirit of God in the life of the Christian, the Christianity, is a tangible interaction with the living God, with Christ. That is not about something you believe mystically. It's out of another philosophy. Oh, these are vain philosophy. Paul says, my speech and my preaching were not with so it's the words of human wisdom. It were the eloquence of it. It the intelligence of it. Not based upon his research. He says, but in the demonstration of the spirit and the power that your, that the faith, your faith should not rest in the, in the wisdom of man's words, but your faith must stand and rest and lean on upon the power, the dunamis, the dynamic miracle-working power of God. It must rest on the, on the ability of God, the power, the, the now power of God. This is the life of the believer. The clash between light and darkness is literal. It is tangible. There is evidence of that clash. There is a, a spiritual chemical reaction when light meets darkness. 
This is the life of the Christian. That out there, his Jesus knew within himself. See, my brother and sister, in the spirit, there's only knowings. There's absolute certainties. In the spirit, there's absolute knowing. Jesus knew within himself. In the Holy Ghost, there's absolute knowing and certainty. It's a peace, God. As a pastor's all understanding. But it will garrison your heart and your mind. And it is our desire that as a product of what happens here and for the outlets and the avenues of the ministry, you will come, this will come, become your normal Christian experience. A knowing, an interaction, a carrying of spiritual substance to the world. That you come to that absolute certainty that everywhere you go, you bring substance, light to the world. Look here. They can call you names, but never let them call you powerless. Never let them call you religious. Let me rather call you witch doctor. When I was on campus, they used to call me, they said, you scare me. Why? Because suddenly God has become real. I wish I knew then what I knew now, Bianca. Then I wouldn't be. Then I, I think that was an accusation. Then, uh, then, then it would have been a true, a true a testimony. We must come to that life of absolute knowledge. But we must know, we must appreciate hate. We must learn to appreciate this thing. The word of God declares that we understand, by faith we understand that the world were framed by the word of God. By that which is now, so that what is seen was made by that which is not seen. And so the Bible says in Hebrews 4 12 that the word of God is quick and powerful, living and active. It's dynamic in its operation. It travels so fast and it, 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 it cuts between the dividing of soul and spirit, joint and marrow, and convict men of the thoughts and tents of their hearts. Jesus said in John 6, 63, says, these words I speak. He said, the flesh prophets nothing. He says, but these words I speak unto you. They are spirit and they are life. The word, Jesus. He, says, if you, he said to them who come after him, he, says, uh, he, said, he turned around to him and said, if you, if you continue in my word, so are you, my disciples. And you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. You shall know the reality, the reality, and that, that knowledge of that reality will make you free. You will no longer be a victim to the past, the present, or the future. When I got up here, and I said to you, when they said to you, it was D-Day coming, but I stood in the realm of the Spirit, and the angel of the Lord showed me and said, it is not that much you must be here. You must be for floods upon the thing. And all of you, you were, you were busy preparing your, your doomsday thing, and, and, and I was praying, God Almighty, let not my house be flooded. Oh, everyone over here. God Almighty, why? Why? Because it was not a wondering, nor a guessing, or a hoping, and a praying. No, it was spirit substance when I saw the vision it's like it, it, it went into my very bones it was in my consciousness 
But when I saw the clear skies, it was something is off because in the spirit is something else. You have been sent to this earth to intimidate the devil. The one thing the devil cannot look into is the future. For have the princes of the world knew. The scripture says, first Corinthians number two, they will not crucify the Lord of glory. That is the one level realm of wisdom Satan cannot look into. For every now, you would have crucified him. He would have done something else, or maybe throw a brick on his head, crushed his head. But he crucified him to fulfill the scripture, cursed is he who hang up on the tree. The devil have no, he doesn't have no clue what he was doing. You know how intimidated he is? When he looks into your eyes and he knows that you know something he doesn't know because the spirit of truth dwelleth in you and he guides in the whole truth and he tells you of things to come. And he knows that the Holy Ghost takes whatever he doesn't speak of himself, but what he swears of Jesus, and he knows where Jesus at the right hand of majesty, so he knows that God is up to this is the demons believe he is a God and they tremble. This this existence makes them tremble. Not even his expression. Not even the, the fact that he's present with them. Therefore, when Jesus was with the Holy Ghost, they, they, they trembled before him and said, uh, What have we to do with you, thou Son of God, that you come to torment us before our time? There must be a generation that execute the plan and purposes of the Almighty God. Thank you for listening to this message, and we hope it has been a blessing to you. Our goal is to change the way you see and know Jesus leaving your life empowered, envisioned and enriched. For more messages by Prophet Ryan Jacobs or for more information about the Empowered Church go to www.empoweredchurch.com or view our YouTube channel, Empowered Church TV. Feel free to come join our life-changing services.